following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome to Smartdown Boulevard. We're a pair of smarts that love to talk wrestling, but let's face it, it's not what it used to be. I am your host, Jose Solorzano, and he is my co-host, my friend, and an all-around good guy, Jermaine Meredith. How's it going today? I'm doing great, man, but I don't think I'm that much of a good guy, man. I love the heels. Yeah, I'm a heel. I'm not a baby face. You're making, it, you're making everyone out there think I'm a baby face, a white, hot baby face. I'm a heel. Let me go back in time here. I am your host, Jose Solorzano, and he is my co-host, my friend, and all-around bad guy, Jermaine Meredith. How's it going today? I'm rocking. <laughs> hey, man, I feel, you know, on a real note, I've seen better days, man. It's been a tough week, and even though here in Canada we had a reduced work week because of Thanksgiving on Monday, it's still been a long week for me. Uh, but I do look forward to getting together, as always, and doing the show with you, and especially this week. It's it's the highlight of my week so far, my friend, and I think it's going to be the highlight. So, let's get her done. All right. First off, how was your Thanksgiving? And yes, we're Canadian. We have Thanksgiving in October, okay? Don't judge us. That's right. But uh, my Thanksgiving was great, man. Made some uh, stuffing... No turkey, opted for the chicken. Oh, really? Oh, okay, okay. Had some salad. You you went with the chicken, and, eh? No uh, surprise there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just had to get it out. Eh? I'm sorry, I had to. I'm you just sorry. Had to, yeah. um, I went with the chicken. <laughs> make a, make what you will of that comment. Um, did you cook yourself? <laughs> yes, I cooked everything myself. Was the chicken uh, finger looking good? Oh, yeah, man. I'll, I'll show you a picture right now. Oh, okay, okay. I'm always fascinated because I remember when we used to get together to watch wrestling at my place, um, you would always, when we had a potluck, other people would, you know, some would be generous and some would bring uh, good food from the outside, but I always remember you specifically cooking and making something for us. And I always said, wow. This guy went out of his way to to cook something nice for us, and I think that was one time you brought a vegetarian lasagna. Is that what you cooked? It was a chicken lasagna. A ch- <laughs> <laughs> of oh, course, boy. a chicken lasagna. Oh, shoot. And it was it was delicious. I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. My Thanksgiving. What did you have for uh, Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> Enchiladas? Empanadas? No. No, no, no. Actually, Tocitos? we didn't. But my mom. Uh, we actually, Wait, it's all getting caught, right? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> my, my mom, uh, we had Thanksgiving lunch. Uh, just that's the only time we could all get together. And she made some lasagna. She made some chicken wings. She went really uh, non-traditional Thanksgiving. There was no turkey. But uh, at uh, Michelle's place here, we did have some turkey. We had some mashed potatoes. We had some green beans, some asparagus, uh, some, oh, man, you know what's my favorite? Those, um, uh, the packaging is so alluring, too. It's it's those buns, those dinner buns that are so good but so fattening. Like, I, I, every time I finish one, I feel like I have an extra roll on my body. Um, they're just oh, so good. Man. It's like that sweet dinner roll, and it's just so delicious. So delicious. Very dangerous, though. Very dangerous because you can go one by one, one by one, one by one, and it's just – but it's delicious. You mix – you put a little bit of turkey in there, and you put a little bit of mashed potatoes and your little gravy on top, and it becomes like a nice little mini uh, slider of turkey. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, man. So good. So oh, man. good. But yeah, yeah, that was that was my Thanksgiving, man. It was, it was a busy one, you know, going from back and forth and trying to, you know, get it, uh, get a Thanksgiving dinner in or or festivity with both sides of the family. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Food's always great, so we're we're blessed and lucky to have that. Yeah, yeah, man. But uh, that was Thanksgiving. Was that? Were you were you full? Yeah, I, mean, I was full coming into the second dinner, man. But you know, you had to do what you got to do. You know, it's once a year. Man. 
you got to stuff your face. I'm still full, and it's Friday. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? It's been a long week. I'm I'm still full. It's been a crazy week. It's been rainy and gloomy too. So I thought, yeah, let's try something new, free form. Let's just talk wrestling. Let's talk about what the hell we liked, what we don't like. Let's talk about whatever the hell we want, man. It's our show. We've never done something like this. We're always going after yeah. a topic or trying to hit certain points. But let's just let's see how this goes. This, this is going to be Smartdown Boulevard at its rawest form. No topic, no structure. We're going off the rails. Think of it as a Howard Stern show in the morning that airs from 7 to 11, and they just go off the cuff and they just talk. This is what we're going to do right now. And as always... Uh. I'm going to, mm, yes, see, this is how raw it is. Usually I would have, you know, cut that off, but I'm going to leave it in here so you guys know. This is the rawest form of Smartdown Boulevard. I'm going to roll out the red carpet for you, Jermaine, and I'm going to let you go first because I think you mentioned something about the draft that just uh, wrapped up on Monday. Okay, so you just had the draft. Um the tag team champions swap brands. So instead of their each respective champion on both brands just keeping the belts, WWE decided to have both teams swap belts. That is one of the most stupid things that WWE has decided to do. The reason being is because it just ruins all of the records, for example, New Day, they're like seven-time champion, tag team champs right now, right? I'm, I'm thinking. Rather six or seven. And the other team, you know, I forgot their name. The Street Profits. The guys. Street Profits. Yeah. <laughs> the cup guys. Those guys yeah. have been the raw tag team champions for a while now. So... They just switched belts, so they're now new SmackDown champions, or what? I don't get it, and it just ruins records of uh, consecutive days as champion. So they just messed up everything by just having them swap the belts. At least have them fight for the belt and have some screwy finish, you know. But for them to just hand each other the belt, I find that a bit insulting to us fans who care about stats like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Am I, am I too... No. Am I being too much? Or? There's there's several problems with that. And my first initial thought was, wow, this is very different. They've never done this before. It's definitely <laughs> it's definitely going to catch it's some it. eyes, and it did. Um, but you brought it up to me, and it got me thinking, yeah, why would they do that? Why You can't just swap belts like that, even though... They are tag team championships from, you know, its respective brands. But you're right. There is a certain lineage and there is a certain history attached to these teams with these belts. Because at that time, Street Profits were the longest reigning raw champion, tag team champions in the modern era. And then now yeah. that's come to an end because they were drafted to SmackDown. First of all, if you're a champion from a certain brand, I don't think you should be drafted somewhere else. I mean, you should stay with that yeah. brand until you drop the belt. You know what I mean? I think everybody else should be fair game who's not a champion or yeah. from NXT, yada, yada, yada. But when you're a champion, I mean, you represent that brand. Why would you want to draft them away? It just seems another attempt of WWE to trying to do something different and something new to get people talking, which they are. But at the end of it, it just looks sloppy and lazy. And it kind of, I mean, some a topic that we've discussed uh, several weeks back here on the Boulevard, the meaning of the titles. This really yep. minimizes the meaning of the SmackDown and the Raw Tag Team Championships. To me, personally, they should merge those titles, make it one title, and just um, you know have the champions go on Raw, go on SmackDown, go on NXT, Superstars, 205 Live, you name it. Like Just any promotion, any brand, just go there um, and defend it. Kind of like what they do with the Women's Tag Team Championships. When Sasha Banks and yeah. Bailey were champions, they went to NXT and defended that. So I mean, there has to be something. There's, there has it has to make sense, man. 
It can't just happen just for the sake of, let's try something new. Let's put it on social media. Let's put it everywhere. Oh, look at this. They're exchanging titles. And not to mention that they broke up the New Day, which at the end of the day, I'm I'm happy about it because it's something new now. And Biggie at least gets to go on his way to possibly get himself over and have that long-awaited possibly title run. I mean, I don't see it happening overnight, but who knows? But at the same yeah, time, yeah, that's gonna take at least a couple, yeah, months, if not a year, year, maybe years. Year. You know what I mean? But it's a, it's a step in the right direction. But just like that, on a draft, I mean, do we really take this draft seriously anymore? To me personally, man, when well, you, when you brought up the idea of of talking about the draft for a whole show, I was just like, hmm, we could, we can really definitely go into it and discuss it at nauseum. But to me, the draft yeah. at this point doesn't make any sense because. At one point, yes, they did. Like, remember when the Undertaker got drafted over to SmackDown or or to Raw? Yeah, and he started he started uh, throwing stuff. Yeah, it, and it meant so much. It meant so much to which yeah. brand you were worth. There was this uh, 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 brand rivalry and people going back and forth and just having all these all out wars, right? Um, hence, yeah. you know, it even it even went on to become a video game, Raw versus SmackDown, right? Which brand yep. is the supreme brand and Survivor Series um, five way matches and all that stuff? But um, now it's just like okay, sure, the Fiend Bray Wyatt, he was originally in SmackDown. Now I got drafted to Raw. How long is that really going to yep. last? When the ratings are down, guess what? It's the Raw Super Show. It's the SmackDown Live Super Show. Now we can trade people back and forth because oh, ratings are down. It just. It has no meaning anymore, just like the titles. There's just no meaning to it anymore. That's why I just don't care. They make a big deal two nights, once a year, but then they never really stick to it. I just yeah, that's the biggest. That's the biggest problem with WWE is their, is their consistency. Yeah, and that's like a common thread throughout all of the problems that me and you both have at WWE today. It's the loss of consistency, and it's also the the disrespect that they have for fans, you know, yeah, like long-time fans. Their love like for you, like, insulting our intelligence is what is yeah, the whole thing. You yeah, know? yeah. It's they they really insult our intelligence by swapping titles or saying that they're never gonna have other brands show up on shows, but then they break that rule yeah. a couple months later. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like which one is it? If the ratings are down, it's because you need to build up stars instead of burying them and giving them scripts to just blur it out on national television when their heart and soul is not into it. Right. Like, let people lose. I'm not talking about AEW where they just have no psychology to anything. Yeah. Like, you know, a bit of direction is good, but come on. Yeah, man. Don't gag your employees, your, your performers. Yeah, I know. Employees is the wrong word. We've already established that because they're uh, oh yeah, independent contractors. Don't gag your independent contractors. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. And you know what? You, you talk about uh, what fans look for in a show. And Variety recently had a poll out. And this is for the United States. This has nothing to do with Canada. But I think it's, if you take this poll worldwide and you ask all the professional wrestling fans around the world, you're going to get the same answers here. Um, 30% of viewers who stopped watching wrestling cited it seemed more cartoonish than when I liked it. So they're going back to over-the-top things and just things just, just don't really make sense, you know, dating back to all these cinematic matches going over the top and, um, you know, an eye for an eye match, all that stupid crap. <laughs> and then with that being said, reasons why people stopped watching professional wrestling coming in at second was storylines were not as good or interesting anymore. And third... Characters were not as good or interesting. And I can talk for the third one. Let's talk about characters not being as good or interesting. Mustafa Ali. Very talented. High flyer. Very very versatile. He's the leader of Retribution. Now, yes, I didn't expect it. Okay? And yes, it was surprising. But to me, the guy doesn't scream what retribution is about. He is always smiling. It's not even that evil smile. It's that 
yeah, I finally have my spot smiling. You know what I mean? Um, and there's just no build or backstory to, you know, why is he in Retrib- Why is he the leader of Retribution? How could he get T-Bar, May, Slapjack, and Reckoning to be part of this whole group? Like, what does he have over them? <laughs> yes, and that's what they're called, T-Bar, May, Slapjack, and Reckoning. So it's like, what's the story there? Why is, why is this character of Mustafa Ali now the leader of Retribution? Like, where, what is this? He's not, is he the hacker? Is he the one that's holding something against these guys? Like, where's the story here? You can't just throw it in our faces. Like, I, I want storyline. I want storyline and good wrestling. It's it's a good mix. You know what I mean? If I want to just see good wrestling with no stories, I'll go watch something in the independence. Say your ROH, um, not even AEW, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll go to those places. But I think, like, it's fans are crying for interesting characters, interesting storylines, good storylines, and things to be more realistic. I think the call for kayfabe has to come back, man. Yeah, I agree. And with the whole Mustafa Ali thing being, him being the leader of retribution, I was legit shocked. And I was happy for the guy because at least he's not stuck with Ricochet doing nothing yeah. being another high flyer. Looking like losers, but, yeah. Yeah. But like you said, there has to be a reason. Like, I would have liked to see some lead up to that. Yeah. Like, Mustafa Ali having some frustrations right. with the company or with his friends. Even just give me something. Yeah, yeah, with his friends or having some tensions with Ricochet or whatever. Right. But just to throw it in our face like that. Yeah, it was shocking. But now we're gonna have to listen to some twenty-minute promo on Raw with this long exposition of why he decided to start Retribution and all the whole time it was me doing this, but I played you guys and yeah, I pretended like I was not a part of them. Like, no, <laughs> I don't want to hear his long explanation. Show me what led up to that. Exactly. And that's the story that the writing, I, I, that's the writer's fault. Oh yeah. They could have been telling that story for weeks, but instead we got your mysterious family coming out every night on Raw. The same drawn out storyline between Dominic and Ray against Ray against uh, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Like, yeah, now they're it, adding uh, that story, a Leon to there too. You know, so yeah, and it's just falling flat to me. Like, I'm not interested anymore. Like, how many times do you want to see them fight? Yeah, it's, it's just like, you know. Like, sometimes I feel like done with it. Move on. What I'm seeing on the pay per view sometimes is what I see on Raw the next day. Like, oh, it's a rematch from the night before. It's like, well, then you're taking away from people who bought the pay per view or watched the pay per view. It's like, eh, what's, yeah. what's the point of tuning into pay? Even though you know, Clash of Champions was actually pretty good, but the following Monday we had one or two rematches from the night before, and it's just like, eh, it kind of defeats the purpose of spending three, four hours on a Sunday night watching a pay per view. You know what I mean? Um, another thing about the draft, um, I was kind of disappointed that Andrade was not drafted and there's a lot of rumors on the dirt sheets that Andrade is either done with the company or he's getting sent back to NXT because Vince McMahon doesn't see him being a star for some reason. I'm curious, I'm a big fan of Andrade and seeing him not be drafted either, uh, on Raw or on SmackDown was kind of disappointing to me because he did a job, uh, recently, the last time we saw him, he did job couple times and i'm thinking okay this is the end for this guy where does he go from here and now today i'm reading that he's maybe going to nxt which will be great for nxt and for andrade but what are your thoughts on andrade i think he's a great performer like he puts on uh he puts on a show in the ring and he reminds me a bit of eddie Guerrero, you know just his, his swagger and the way he wrestles, you know, right? He likes to, like, you know how Eddie Girl like to ride cheat and steal. He kind of Andrade kind of reminds me of that, right? But right, I, he definitely can be used a lot more in the company, and at least put an intercontinental or U.S. title on him long term. You know, they should be prepping him and grooming him to one day be a main eventer. And he could, and Zelina Vega with him, they're, they're, that duo is, is great on TV. It is. She, she's a great talker, you know, she's good on the mic, and she's good at making Andrade look good. Yeah, and yeah. I don't, I don't think they should give up 
on him on the main roster. But I guess him going back to NXT, there's more possibilities for him to be used in a better way. Like, yeah, he could feud with the NXT champion when the NXT belt or do whatever, maybe come up with a new character. But if he has to go back there, then hopefully he reinvents himself. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, the the equation for Andrade's success is having a manager with him because he has yeah. come a long way. I mean, he he's come a long way in learning the English language. It's not perfect, and um, I think having a manager with him would be great. I mean, I know they're trying to put Selena Vega into the women's division contention for uh, for a title there, and she does a great job on the mic. And she does a great job uh, wrestling as well as we've seen as of late. And she looks great doing both. Um, that's just my tidbit on there. Um, and I know you agree, Jermaine, but I know you won't say it out loud. But uh, <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, so I think yeah, they're gonna separate. But I think they need to find somebody to put Andrade with if he does go to NXT. And I, and you know what? It's not a bad thing going to NXT because look at Finn Balor. He came back NXT. They build him up for a couple of months. Victory after victory made him a contender again, and he is the current NXT champion. So I think it's a good way of going back and guys getting a chance who somehow, you know, Vince McMahon, that that aging man, you know, he uh, he can't see things the way certain people do, but uh, it's his way or, you know, or not his way. It's either his way or nobody's way on, on the main roster. If he doesn't see something good in Andrade, then at least Triple H should, uh, should definitely give Andrade a chance in NXT. Here's an idea, though. Do you think Charlotte, when she comes back, could manage him? Or is that just too break, breaking the wall of, you know, kayfabe and shooting with this, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. Yeah. I cringe and hated when Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch yeah. were on screen together and they tagged together. And right, right. They're in the ring. It, 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 it was just, it, it was not a good look. Just yeah. because they're together in real life doesn't mean that they have to be together on screen together right. all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 it didn't make it even look more crazier when Seth turned heel. And you know, Becky was just with him in <laughs> and, the ring and a Becky, weeks ago. And Becky then, was just preg- yeah. you know, Becky just announced that she's pregnant and Seth is turning all heel on everybody and doing crazy <laughs> things. <laughs> I know. Gouging people's eyes off. Yeah. Like, it's like what? Where's where's the line here, you know? <laughs> it's Yeah, this is why you should just Keep chasing and yeah. Just because you're dating somebody within the company doesn't mean you have to be attached to the hip of them on screen. Right. It just kills it and it and it just comes off as corny. Oh like now all of a sudden they're a power couple. Like, no, 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 I don't no, no, see no. That. no, no, I really Yeah, I definitely don't want to see that and um uh, some people are excited about it. You know, the marks out there just like, oh, yeah, that's great. You know, but Charlotte, I mean, Charlotte still has a lot to, to do in the ring. I don't, I think putting her as a manager and not allowing her to wrestle would be a disservice to her. She is oh, of course one was. of the, the greatest. She's one of the greatest. I think she's the she greatest is. woman wrestler today. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> I said it. Uh, you know what? I put her and Asuka right up there. I don't know who's better. I don't know who's the best. I can't say one's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Oscar a lot, man. And I'm, and I'm really liking Bailey as of late. So, um, yeah. yeah, I know you don't really like her. But, you know, to me it would be a disservice to put Charlotte as a manager for Andrade. I think she has a lot to give on either SmackDown or Raw or even NXT. But um, I don't think her being Andrade's manager would be a good idea. But uh, no, I would not. Yeah, but let's see. Let's see where they go. I'm, I'm interested. I just hope Andrade doesn't get uh, doesn't get turfed. You know what I mean? Um, one more thing <laughs> I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, you see what I did there? Another thing I wanted to talk about, the draft. Um, well, I guess it has to do with the draft. Uh, Lana got drafted. I mean, she, she, she was part of the Raw brand, and she stayed uh, on Raw. They didn't draft her to SmackDown or anywhere else. But she was having a really difficult time these last couple of weeks uh, being thrown into the table by Nia Jax. And um, a lot of people were saying that this is punishment because her significant other, uh, some know him as Rusev or some know him as Tobey or some know him as Miro now in AEW. He said some things about WWE and people were just assuming that she was being um, punished, as Big Boss Nass would say on in Star Wars, that she was being punished. 
and um, going through all that because of what Miro has been saying in um, on his podcast, uh, on Twitch, and on interviews. I'm pretty sure there's some truth to that, but I was happy to see yeah, that Lana actually got one on top of um, the whole division at the Battle Royal on Monday, and now she's the number one contender to face Asuka. <laughs> Either that's wow. going to be a squash match, or Asuka this is... <laughs> yeah, or this is a chance for Lana to step up and show them what she can she can do in the ring. Because to be quite honest with you, I don't see her as a WWE women's champion contender, and I don't see her skills being anywhere near the level of an Asuka or a Charlotte or a Bailey. For sure. I agree, man. Like she I guess she's entertaining to some people. She's annoying to me. Yeah. And she can't wrestle. But <laughs> I, I I don't know what where they're going with this. I you know, I think they're straight up punishing it. <laughs> the way she got dropped through that table. Oh ooh, my God, that looked man. really rough. And also it's with but, uh um <laughs> it's also with a, a superstar that's known to not be safe. <laughs> I know. So Robbie just went Naya yeah. go out there and kill her. <laughs> Throw her down. I really feel it. Yeah. Got it. Shoot with that shit, will ya? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah They're definitely trying to punish her. And then Ox is probably going to rip her arm off and then put her on the shelf for a couple of months. And <laughs> Let her run know. out her contract and then just show up as uh, Miro's uh, valet in AEW. Probably. I see that happening. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. I wouldn't put anything past what he didn't do. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Uh, so these, these things happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just so vindictive. WWE is, and they're so unapologetic, and they're so um, so proud of what they do, too. You know, they put it on social media. Oh, Lana took another table. She went through another table, and Michael Cole's just selling the hell out of it. They're so despicable. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's let's see what she does at Hell in a Cell. That that will be uh, interesting to see. Uh, in terms of the draft, I don't really have anything else to say. How about you, Jermaine? I know the draft was a sore subject for you, though. Yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, I it's going to be interesting to see Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns on the same brand because they're both heels. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't make them feud for the belt anytime soon because Seth doesn't deserve a, a championship uh, match right now. And who would be the, the face in that match, right? That's a good question. Like, who, who would you cheer for? Quite honestly, I wouldn't cheer for either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wouldn't. But, no. yeah, but, yeah. But, but it's going to be interesting to see them on the same ground. Maybe... Uh, it'll be the chief and messiah connection. Who knows? <laughs> Tag team challenge. I wouldn't be surprised, man. That sounds something like the writers pitched last week. So uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing too, I want to bring up here today, since we're doing freeform, Lars Sullivan returned and annihilated Jeff Hardy, Matt Riddle, <clears throat> The Miz, John Morrison. You name it. He's been running through these guys like a freight train. Do you care about Lars Sullivan? No, I don't. I really don't either. Not at all. Do not care about him. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know if he has any fans backstage or if he has any fans at all, actually, after all these claims of him being inappropriate uh, on on Instagram and sending some disturbing messages to women and just being an all-out pervert, um, especially nowadays with this uh, Me Too movement and the cancel culture, I don't know if we can. You know, I don't know if we're going to see him any further uh, in WWE television. Well, I don't know. I guess he's feuding with Jeff Hardy right now. He also tossed John Morrison <laughs> over his head, but I don't know what they're doing. I guess they're trying to build him up as some type of killer. Yeah, kind of like that but, whole Brock Lesnar thing when he first came out. But the thing about Brock Lesnar, he had a history and they told you about it ncwa champion in the year 2000 uh an all-american american -American, uh, wrestler has this nice historic past what was lars sullivan just a big guy (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> like, who is this guy? Like, this this adds some depth to him. Right now, he's just a meathead who destroys people, and it looks really unsafe too. I feel bad for Jeff Hardy. Um, yeah, I really do. Point in his career, man. he deserves better. Because if they're building Lars Sullivan, they're gonna have him dismantle everybody in front of him. And to throw Jeff Hardy under the bus after he was just Intercontinental Champion a couple of weeks ago and now have to sustain Lars Sullivan, it's just, oh, my God, they better be paying him a good amount of money <laughs> because that's, yeah. that's no easy feat. I just don't care about Lars Sullivan. I don't. I'm annoyed when I see him. I just I, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I just really don't. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's all we. I, I really have to say about the draft and about because Sullivan was not initially included in either draft pool, but like as soon as he returned, they they're like, oh yes, Lars Sullivan, uh, SmackDown. He's gonna be on SmackDown, tearing tearing shit up. So there you go, and and, and that was declared on uh, WWE.com because you know a lot of people go on there and yeah, WWE.com it is. But yeah, man, that's the draft. Let's see. Let's see if they stick to their brands, and let's see. Um, let's see if it's any good. You know, let's see if these guys make an impact in their in their new respective brands. Jermaine, I wanted yeah. to bring up something else here um, because it's been yeah. bothering me a lot, and get it off your chest, man. I have to get it off my chest. Um, it has to do with AEW. Oh, um, I tried watching this. Uh, on Wednesday night because it was their anniversary show and initially our topic was going to be very AEW related and I guess it still kind of yep. is because we're talking about AEW here. and we will mention elements of AEW here but I am really annoyed and you want to talk about overrated wrestlers you want to put some people put Hulk Hogan <laughs> on there some people put Chris Jericho some people put uh, Triple H on there as overrated wrestlers nah. the list can go on Triple H is not overrated Chris Jericho, you might think he's overrated now, but at one point, no, he was not overrated. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, maybe not no. the best wrestler on there, but definitely More not overrated. Like, yeah. He's a legend. No. He is wrestling. Yeah. We are talking about wrestling today because of what he did in the early 80s, 90s, thousands, even to this day. We still talk about Hulk freaking Hogan. Okay. Freak. Thank you. <laughs> you want to talk about overrated Living off of his daddy's name, being his own, being his own mark, and just being un like just not being uh, charismatic at all, just being cringeworthy, and not sticking to black hair for two weeks, going back to blonde. I'm talking. Oh, really? I'm talking about Cody Rhodes, man. I really do. I'm sorry, Cody. I. Don't get the hype behind this guy. I really don't. His moveset is very limiting. It's very sloppy. Um, when he jumps off the middle rope to do that faint kick, or I, I just, or the natural disaster kick, whatever he calls it, it just doesn't look good. It looks sloppy. He looks awkward in the ring. That neck tattoo is just not doing him any favors. Um, his promo work, very over-the-top, very pretentious. Um, and that lisp, listen, I'm not making fun of him for having that lisp, oh, but I hate how he tries to hide it, and then when it comes out, he kind of catches himself. If you notice his movements and when he talks, when that lisp comes out, he kind of just takes it takes him aback. Like He just kind of stops a little bit, and he's just like, oh, crap, my lisp came out. I'm trying to hide that, which is something that his dad never did. Dusty Rhodes... Spoke with a lisp. He did it. He he delivered one of the greatest promos back in the day with the, the working man. And he did it with a lisp, yep. and he did it naturally. He had charisma. He had the talent. Um, he had the pageantry. With Cody, even in WWE, I didn't care about Cody. I wasn't a Cody fan. What, what I mean, what is it, Jermaine? Am I talking out of my ass here? Am I going to get scolded by the smarks out there, by the marks out there, by the AEW Maniacs who think that shit is good wrestling? Tell me. I think, uh, I think Cody is overrated. Thank you, hundred percent. He is a mid-carder. <laughs> Man, and that's being generous. Uh, 
That is being generous. Because if I had my wrestling like promotion, I, I, yeah. I, you know, he'd be working his way to being a mid-carder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that may be a bit too far. No, 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 no. This guy's not in charisma, man. No, 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 no. He's not in my top 100. He's not in my top 200, 3, 4, 500, man. I would put the hurricane before him. I would put. So he's not in your top 1,000. I'd put Eugene before him. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's right. I would put. I would put Gilberg in front of him, not Goldberg. Gilbert oh, in front man. of Cody Rhodes. I, I don't see it. This is a personal vendetta. Personal vendetta? Please, tell me how. Because he has Randy. <laughs> Listen, I would love to take a shot of Brandy. I mean, I'd love to be on the show shot of Brandy. Um, sorry, that was a Freudian slip. No, listen. Look, I've said it before on the show. I, even Michelle knows. I love me some Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> I love Brandy Rhodes, man. Don't get me wrong. When I met her, and yes, I did meet her, folks. I'm going to be one of those guys. When I met her at New York Comic Con <laughs> exactly one year ago, Jermaine, it's been a year since I've met Brandy Rhodes, and I looked into her oh, beautiful man. eyes. I said to myself, wow, this girl does not deserve to be in a wrestling ring, but boy, she's pretty. She is the nicest, one of the nicest human beings I met that day, um, one of the nicest wrestlers. She did not cut me off. We were talking. I was congratulating her of her newfound success in AEW and being the um, whatever her title is. Who I don't even know if she does anything, but she has a, a title there. And she was just very nice, very pretty. Um, but no, it's not a personal vendetta. I'm just saying she's pretty. She just doesn't deserve to be in the, in the ring. But uh, you know what? You can't. You can't. Disrespect him like that. He's not. I'm that, not disrespecting that. him. I'm telling the truth, like man. He, like not you, I don't like him either. I don't. I don't like him. Either. You're telling me he's in your top 100? No, he's not. You tell me he's in your top 200? Top 100. You have a top 100. Trust me. Let's just do. You know what? Let's do that. Let's do that for fun. One show on the outro sec. No, let's just do this for fun one day. Write down a hundred wrestlers that you know that you've watched, and then try to rank them. When you have time. <laughs> oh, my God. And I guarantee you, weeks. and I guarantee you, Cody Rhodes will not be in your top 100. No way. <laughs> I guarantee you. Okay, but there's no way I'm going to be putting Hornswoggle and Gilbert above them, guy. No, I put, I put Hornswoggle before uh, Cody. Yeah, I would. Okay, you, you, you're crazy. No, no. You know, at this you're, point. You're stepping on that hater. No, listen, at this point, I put T-Bar in front of Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I'm shooting, what man. Lars? I'm shooting right what about now. Lars Sullivan. No, Lars is not even a kid. No, no. I'll put him in front of. <laughs> I'd put is Lars. I put Lars at two thousand, and then one thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Cody Rose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Listen, man. Wow. Me okay? That maybe I'm being crazy. a bit too harsh. Forgive me, people. Yeah, you are. Man. Forgive me. Maybe I'm being a bit too harsh. But people are going to start unfollowing us. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't do that, people. Please don't do that. We're <laughs> we're on a roll here. But listen, <laughs> I don't see it with him. I don't. I I just don't think he's charismatic. I don't think he's that talented. I think he's overrated. I think I think he did the perfect thing. He knew that he did not have what it took to be in the WWE. Okay, and Vince McMahon saw it. We all saw it. So he took matters into his own hands and he left. And he said, "Listen." I'm here to prove something. I'm the hot guy right now who left WWE. I defied Vince McMahon. I didn't give in to what he wanted. I wanted out. I'm the guy right now. I'm the I'm the one people are talking about right now. Let me face this person. Let me get some titles. Let me let me put my name up high. Let me build myself up. You know. And then who does he go? Teams up with the the young bucks. Teams up with Omega. Teams up with um, all these guys. And then they go and they produce. All in. All right. And what do they do? They use talent from ROH, New Japan Pro Wrestling, CMLL, AAA, and they invite them to do all in. And that to me was one of the signs where Tony Khan was just like, oh, cool, this could be a wrestling show. But guess what? Why isn't AEW Dynamite the success that it is? Because they don't have 80% of the talent that they use at all in. 
They don't have these Japanese guys. They don't have the Mexican guys. Sure, they have a couple of them, but that's not the, the level of talent that they had for these all-in shows, Jermaine. If that all-in show did not happen, and if they did not make deals with ROH, New Japan, CMLL, and AAA, we would not have an AEW where Cody could run around and pretty much build himself to this upper-card main eventer and do what he's doing now. I mean, this guy went even so far to say... I could not have the AEW championship because it would be unfair because I'm I'm an executive here. But guess what? I'm going to make my own title, the TNT title, and I'm going to hold that and pretty much have bouts with every guy every week because I'm here, I'm on the top level, and I'm going to be fighting with these guys who are below me, and I'm going to come out on top. And then when I finally lose it, I'm going to leave for a couple of weeks only because I have a movie to film, and then I'm going to dye my hair black and have this stupid amount of pyro that we don't even see at Wrestlemania but for some reason this mother, this guy has it and then oh he takes the title and then two weeks later he's back to being blonde this guy's a joke he's a joke and guys today and the thing that got me really riled up uh, about Cody was that um, y'all remember Bamal uh, he was with us for the first six episodes here of Smartdown Boulevard he messaged me today a meme of Cody Rhodes, and I think Jermaine, you've seen this before, and it's gonna go up on our Smart Down Boulevard page because I don't give a damn. <laughs> and it says Cody in his head, and it's a photo of Cody, and then it merges into Dusty Rhodes because he thinks he's as good as his dad or even better. Ah, ah, he's not. Cody in reality, it's a picture of Cody, and then it merges slowly into Jeff Jarrett. Now listen, what really pissed me off about this photo is that it's an insult to Jeff Jarrett because I would put Jeff Jarrett before Cody Rhodes. Listen, Jeff Jarrett is a Hall of Famer, man. He did what he had to do. His guitar gimmick and smashing guitars, to me, was awesome. I loved it. It's memorable. All right? What has Cody done that's memorable? Tell me. What's memorable with Cody? I guess his match with Goldust, because that was bloody. But Brother versus brother yeah. in AEW? I guess so. Yeah, I say. Yeah, I say. You know what? Because of the violence. Yeah, and the violence. It was a gimmick match, and I think uh, Dustin Rhodes kind of carried him. You know, he carried him the whole <laughs> match. He did. <laughs> he did. He really did, man. Look at look back at that match, and you'll see. That's why, and it was emotional. There was story behind it. It wasn't so much about the wrestling; it was about the storyline that got us hooked. You know what I mean? And just going back to this yeah. meme here. Um, I'm insulted for Jeff Jarrett. He deserves better. And Bamal said um, he was reading a, a thread on Facebook, and they called Cody a poor man's Jeff Jarrett, which um, which just got me <laughs> cracking up. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to bring this up on the show today because I don't know. I don't see it with Cody, and I'm being very, very mean. I'm, I know I'm going to get hate here, but I just have to get it off my chest because I'm pretty sure out there there's a bunch of you guys. I know you guys love AEW. And everything, and Jermaine, I'm going off here, but I know what I'm saying resonates with some people, right? Of course, of course it does. And people are going to come out swinging. <laughs> They're going to be sending you hate mail. <laughs> sure, let's have a dog collar match and have it the most boring match in the world. Yeah, let's let's do it, guys. Oh I challenge you guys. Let's see. <laughs> let's go. You went too far, Jose. Take everything back. Oh, I don't give a damn. Um, but yeah, but what about that comment, Jermaine, about what I just said about um, Cody, the Bucks, and Kenny Omega inviting these guys, these this crop of well, talent from all around, and using them to say, their advantage, and then Tony Khan coming up and saying, "Oh, this this is we have an alternative here." Yeah, but guess what? Most of these guys didn't sign with you. Ibushi's not there. N- NATO's not there. Bunch of guys from CMLL is not there. You know, like, no. What's going on? You got guys from, you have, I, I you, you have losers from the indies like uh, Freshly Squeezed Orange Cassidy coming in there. Joy Janela, uh, Marco Stunt, Luchasaurus coming in there. These are the guys you want to push? These aren't the guys that made All In successful. Uh-uh. Go ahead. I'll shut up for okay, a bit. Okay, but, <laughs> thank you. I'm kidding. But, uh... <laughs> Let's say WWE used CMLA, uh, ROH, and guys from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be watching every week if they use those guys? 
I would. I would be more yeah, interested in watching every week. I really would. But the of story course. would be there. Would have to be there too. Okay, but this is what this is why AEW has made deals with these guys, and I I know that you've been watching AEW because of that, right? Look, the only people that I watch AEW for that I'm a little <laughs> bit interested in, and aside from us doing research for the show, which you know I, I like to be well researched and everything. Um, Chris Jericho yeah. sometimes, but Chris Jericho just really disappointed me this week with a stupid promo. He's just trying to be funny. It's just not even funny. Um, I only watch yeah. it for Phoenix and Pentagon. I think those two guys are great, great additions from CMLL. I love those that tag team. MJF, way ahead of his time. Great talent. Really reminds yeah. me of old school wrestling, and he has the psychology, the promo, the wrestling. He's just yep. he's really well thought out, and I think he's just too good for AEW, but I'm okay with him being an AEW <laughs> because I feel that he can do whatever the hell he wants, and that sealed-looking Tony Khan will be like, yeah, sure, go ahead, go do it. You know what I mean? But in okay. WWE, he would be policed a bit too much, and he wouldn't be able to let out his talent the way that he's in AEW. And... Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, aside from those people, I really don't give a damn about AEW. But if you had Kota Ibushi, Nato, um, uh, more wrestlers from CMLL, ROH wrestlers even, that we have saw a couple times, Jermaine, when we went to see these guys. These guys are talented people, man, but they're not there on a weekly basis. The AEW Dark Show on YouTube is better than um, Dynamite. Because in Dynamite, they try to do these stupid, crazy stories like the Bucks are super kicking everybody along. Like, who the hell cares? The most overdone move, super kick party as a thing of the past, move forward from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of storyline is that? It's just, no. Who cares? Right? I mean, there needs to be... I'm going to say this, man. I don't think there's writers. I think it's just Tony Khan being fed all this horseshit by Cody, Jericho, the Bucks, Omega. And he's just, sure, no problem, you know. And there's just not enough creative there. There's not a, a, a very strict policing body who's trying to police and trying to make the product good for television. This is just a glorified indie show that's allowed to broadcast on a major uh, cable network like TNT. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Let the hate flow through you. Yes, <laughs> master. <laughs> it's been a long week. This is kind of like my decompression of it, so I feel good right now. I feel good. <laughs> Laying it all out. And honestly, if you guys don't agree with me, and if you agree with me, I want to hear it. Tell me. Hit us oh, up yeah, yeah. on Instagram. I don't give a crap who you are. I know we have fans all around the world. Cool. I see. I track it. Let me know what you think. Be honest. Be vocal like I am. You know, I know Jermaine thinks most of the stuff that I'm saying, but you know, he just doesn't want any flack. I get you, Jermaine. Don't <laughs> <worry>. <laughs> I told you this was going to be raw and uncut. I told you. You look up to it, man. I did. Now, your turn. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's leave it out here before I get more in trouble and I say things that I'm not going to really, um, I'm going to look back and be like, wow, I was, yeah, that was a bit too much, but I think I'm happy with what I said. I'm going to stick by it. Like I said, if you want to add something to it or you want to challenge me on it, let's do this. Let's make a show out of it. I will forever say to you, Jermaine, today is October 16th, 2020. I don't get it. 15th, sorry. I don't get <laughs> Cody Rhodes. It's hype. He's his biggest mark, and Tony Khan is just allowing him to do it because Tony Khan, at the end of the day, does not give a shit. He's just a nerd who has a wrestling promotion. I would put, I put better shows on when I was 10, 11 years old beside my bedroom when I would put up my ring and my Titantron <laughs> I would put on better shows than what Tony Khan has been producing on AEW television. I'm going to leave it at that. Hit us up. This is SmackDown Boulevard. Okay. Welcome back to SmackDown Boulevard. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. I got I to gotta just clear something up. Oh, okay. Sure. Go ahead, man. I'm just, let, just let me grab my drink because I need something to decompress after that rant. But <laughs> go ahead. I'm listening. All right. Seriously, in your right mind, are you really saying 
that Gilbert is better than Cody Rhodes. Like, you, you cannot be credible if you're saying that. Come on. Be honest with us. So you're asking me if I'm really going to put Gilbert in front of Cody Rhodes if I'm making a my list of my favorite 1,000 wrestlers? <laughs> yeah. You can't be serious. I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm sorry. You know what? You know what? When I listen back to the show, I'm going to listen back and see what it what like my my initial thoughts were and what was really coming from the top of my dome. And then after that, I'm going to take what I said and then I'm just going to decompress and I'm going to listen to it and just maybe reflect on it and see if uh, if it was true or if it was just me coming off of you know on anger. Um, but right now, after taking that little break, after doing that rant, I'm still there, man. I would put Gilbert, wow. Hornswoggle, um, T-Bar. I would put them before Cody Rhodes right now in my top 1,000. I would. I would. I would put oh, May Young's hand, uh, May Young's son's... Okay, yeah, you you gone too far now. Too far now? Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe. Folks, I apologize for Jose. <laughs> He's gone senile right now. I think his brain needs some hydration, so he needs to take a few more sips. I think I need an island drink. Water instead of Haterade. Right yeah, now. I think I need an island drink, man. I really do. I think I do. It's been a long week, and I'm taking it on Cody. He's my scapegoat. Maybe next week I'll start the show with an apology, or I'll just be like, you know what? I stick by what I say. Well, only next week. We'll we'll see what next week has in store. <laughs> Smart down. We'll see. We will. we will see. Maybe you owe you owe the smarts uh, an apology. Maybe only time will tell. Like I said, man. And remember, you can listen to us, my rants, Jermaine's rants, all of our shows online on Anchor.fm or on their app that you can download for free. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot more for the full list for more content. And to connect with us, find us on Instagram, like I said, at Smartdown Boulevard. That's at Smartdown BLVD to keep the conversation going. You can also listen to us on our YouTube channel. Check out our classic Smartdown Boulevard episodes on YouTube. Don't forget to comment, subscribe, hit that bell notification, and like us on YouTube. Just search Smartdown, hit that space button, and BLVD. It's that easy. Jermaine, I hope you have a great weekend. Hope all of our smarks out there have a great weekend. Thanks for doing the show and listening to my rant, man. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, but I'm, I'm nervous for the heat. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what uh, the wrath of the smarks out there bring for this weekend after they listen to the show. Until next time, smarks, <laughs> tuck your chin in.